You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. And if you want to get your money's worth, stay right here because you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. And remember, everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. This is Don West here, and I'm telling you, knockouts and three counts is the podcast, baby. Make sure that's the one you check out, because buddy, like me, they're the real deal, baby. This is Jake the Snake Roberts. Just letting you know, you need to listen to knockouts and three counts, or you see that damn snake again. This is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, a.k.a. Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. And you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. What up, dog, buddy? This is Kyle, and you are back watching Knockouts and Three Counts. And, uh, yeah, we're back here to take it a little bit old school and just shoot the shit on what's going on in the world of pro wrestling and MMA. And Corey is one here with me once again. Corey, why don't you go ahead and throw your social media out for me real quick. As always. Only Twitter. Fight fan from the 313. Let's get it. And making his debut to the show, we've got Chris James. How you doing, brother, man? Yo, I'm excited to be here, man. Um, Just add me on Facebook, Chris James or James Christopher. I'll <laughs> operate on both accounts, so just add me. I'm just excited to be here. All right. So, like I said, man, we're taking a little bit old school here today. We're going to be talking about all the things that are going on in the world of pro wrestling and MMA. Uh, For those of you that have been following the show for a long time, you know that the show's inception, we just gave you our thoughts on what we thought, you know, about what was going on in the world of pro wrestling and MMA. And, you know, as things evolved, yeah, there came the interviews as well. So I figured we'd take a little bit old school today. So, Chris, as you know, we've got Clash of Champions is coming up this Sunday. Um, tell me what your thoughts are on what we're seeing from all the different shows in WWE right now uh, during the pandemic. Um, I'm loving, I'm loving the Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns thing. First of all, that's one of the big major things I'm loving. I wasn't big on Roman Reigns, like you know, I was one of the people that was booing. Every time I seen Roman Reigns, wanted them to do a heel turn. So when he came back at SummerSlam, I was just like, man, I, I I couldn't even hate on it. I had to, I just had to cheer for it and everything. So I'm looking forward to him and um um Jay Uso. I like how Roman treated him like a little like a little brother. Like, okay, you you might be you might be you know you got this opportunity, but don't forget, man, you still the little cousin, you still the little brother and everything like that. And then a fun fact for y'all. Jay Uso is the first person to ever pin Roman Reigns since Roman Reigns hit the main roster. If you guys forgot about that, it was the Shield. Jay Uso was the first person to ever pin Roman Reigns since Roman Reigns hit the main roster as well. So that's, that's a hell of a fact, fact, man. And I didn't yeah. even think about uh, that. Plus, yeah. I mean, this is his first world title shot, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, it should. If I'm not mistaken, it is. So. Like they, you know, they they doing everything because, in my opinion, not even SmackDown or Raw, just the whole WWE tag division is depleted. So they doing what they can with with people like like Big E. You know, they 
got Big E doing his own single thing and Jay Uso doing his own single thing now because, you know, Kofi and Xavier was injured. And I don't know what's going on with Jimmy. He could either be injured or battling a little DUI stuff. So it's just like you don't know what's going on with Jimmy. So I kind of like what WWE doing with Grar and their tag teams, like not having them just floundering, even though the other tag team partners are just sitting on the sidelines. I kind of like what they're doing. I wish they would. Do something more regarding tag team division as to make a little, I guess, make some little makeshift tag teams. Because I kind of seen on Instagram, they kind of did that with Dominic and um, Humberto. And they actually had a match this past Raw, if I'm not mistaken, in a little triple threat. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do with the tag division because I feel like that's depleted as well. So, yeah. All right. And, uh, so I took some notes ahead of time to kind of some things that stuck out to me. Okay, so the first thing here is anybody that's been watching wrestling for a little bit knows Retribution, right? So Retribution, clearly at this point, they're starting to let you know who the fuck is in Retribution. I don't know that I necessarily agree with the picks. I mean, from the ones that we can tell, clearly Dijak has tried to, you know, channel his inner hawk. And then you've got Mia Yim with a mask over her face. And then I don't know if you've picked out anybody else else out of there. I think I saw Lacey Lane and Katie, Casey Cadenzaro in there too. So I think all the five members that was in Retribution was Donovan Dijakovic, Dio Madden, Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez, and Shane Thorne. That's who I think the five members of Retribution are. All right, so what do you think about the group, though? Do you think that this group has any chance Man, to actually last? Or do you think this is another this, one of those After this past to... Monday, I don't, I don't know what the heck is going to go with it. Because right, it was but hold on. Problem. Let me finish, though. Let me finish, though. So do you think – my question is, though, do you think that they're a group that they kind of threw together out of something they didn't, you know – are they a group that was thrown together purely so that you know, they had something for all those guys to do, or do you think this is going to be something that'll last long-term, or do you think it'll just shit out? Man, I I kind of think it was a little bit of both. I think they just spitballing at the at, at the board, just like, you know, what are we going to do? I kind of think it's a little bit of both. I kind of think they kind of had an idea what they wanted to do with Retribution, but then they just start doing their own little thing. Because, like, it kind of started out, in my opinion, it started as a good idea, but it just kind of got horrible kind of got horrible over the weeks and then this past monday after i heard the little nicknames and everything i'm just like i don't know what i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going on so i think it's just a little bit of both i think they had an idea but they just like whatever so i mean if you were gonna pick a leader right so if you were gonna pick a leader i can't say that dijack would be a bad choice but at the same time it's like in a way, I feel like this is like a Nexus ripoff in a way. Like, I kind of feel like they put them together. They're supposed to be this big group that's going to that's gonna tear apart WWE. Well, the problem is that group had no, like, there's, they still haven't really given a reason to why they were brought around, right? Right. That that's my thing. Like they, yeah, they had was trying to give an explanation yesterday. They was trying to give an explanation yesterday, but it just wasn't. It, it wasn't. They haven't given me. a concrete enough an, an answer to really be able to be like, okay, this is what they're doing. And here's the thing: if Dijak is going to be the leader, okay, Di, it's not like Dijak was like a bottom tier guy in NXT though. 
We're talking about a guy who went for the North American title, NXT title, tag team title. You know, it's not, you know, for a guy to be playing the, they're not giving you your chance role, which is essentially what Retribution's playing off of. Mm-hmm. How can you say you didn't get a chance, dog? You went for all the titles on your brand. Right. Yeah. And then I'm not even going to hold you up, Kyle. I don't even think Dijak is going to be the leader. I think, or at least the vocal leader. I think the vocal leader at least is going to be me and him. Yeah. So I mean, I could see I, that, but I mean, how does that work, or, though? Because then WWE is going to have the... I was about to say, I was hoping, like, you know, they attacked Keith Lee a couple times. So, you know, the last time we seen Keith Lee and me and him on NXT, they kind of actually alluded to them being in a relationship. So I feel like if, if they were smart enough, they could kind of, like, you know, put something together between them and kind of have Keith Lee. So do you think Keith is going to be the secret leader? Is that what you're getting at here? Oh, no, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm not like I'm at this point. I'm like, I feel like I like what I alluded to earlier when I say they just spitballing stuff. I'm just spitballing stuff at this point because like none of them is making sense at at, at this point because at first it was kind of making sense. But now after yesterday, it's not making no kind of sense at all to me. So I'll just kind of spitballing, try to make some sense out of it, really. (laughs) Okay, so we talked about retribution. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about who's been their op- opposition in the hurt business. First of all, what do you think about what are your thoughts on Cedric Alexander joining the hurt business? And can we both agree that can WWE please get this guy a new fucking theme song? <laughs> like you turn well, him heel, you put well, him in the hurt hey, business, I right? Thought, like especially after he joined the hurt business, he would have had a better theme song. Or and he's got MVP one. with him. MVP so, can rap. Why is MVP not making him a song? Uh, I'm hoping that it's gonna come, especially since Roman Reigns. He's gonna have his new music and his new look. This um at uh, Clash of Champions. So I'm hoping that you know the same could be for Cedric Alexander in this upcoming weeks because for sure it should be. Speaking about that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they have um, Cedric Alexander lose last night when they could have had Shelton Benjamin take that pinfall, especially since yeah. Cedric Alexander just recently joined? Like, what was the point of having Cedric Alexander lose yesterday when you had Shelton Benjamin? They could have so, had him just take the pinfall. Oh, so. right, too, right? And they're making this big deal about how he's – now that he's in the Hurt business, he ain't losing no more. And exactly. he's not and nobody's then, stepping stone. And, he's, and then what do you do? You bring him out and he loses. So, Even yeah, have him man. basically come out there and say "fuck them kids," and then he loses. <laughs> like exactly, man. I, I just I, I got I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna doubt it, but I'm not I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm a just gonna I'm gonna still be hopeful. But yeah, it's just not looking good so far either. Like I said, regarding that, so I'm a I'm a, I'm like and then to be honest, I don't, I think I still think they're gonna add another member to the hurt business, either Apollo or Ricochet. But I'm assuming Apollo, or I thought that was going to be the first person that joined, not Cedric Alexander. So, yeah. All right. Her business. So we kind of got to see what's going to happen with that. Corey, I'm not trying to leave you hanging and all that stuff. You know, now that you've been getting to do all these wrestling interviews and things like that, man, I mean, I know you've been, uh, you know, hearing a little bit more about this. So, I mean, with the interviews that we've done with, like, Miranda Gordy and all these kind of things, man, I mean, for someone who was out of wrestling for so long, I mean, where are you at now? Because this has got to be wrestling overload for you. That's the best way I could possibly describe it, is wrestling overload. I feel like my my world is getting taken over by wrestling. 
but but no in in all seriousness um like like i've had uh conversations with you you know after the shows and in between shit just playing on the xbox even um i i don't necessarily enjoy what's put on in the ring i more so enjoy what they do as a character and i can i can play along with some of the stories and stuff like that but as i've gotten older and especially because i'm so balls deep in ufc it's kind of it's kind of hard to you know see the real version and then still follow the wrestling version you know like you were saying the storylines man like they just don't compete with what they used to. I mean, I know you've tried to get me back into wrestling quite a few times. And I, I was the, the first couple of times, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty objective to it, but then, you know, since we've been getting further into it, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, like I said, I, I more prefer like the, the characters, the character driven side of it more so than what actually goes on inside the ring i hear that i hear that well chris obviously we can't talk about what's going on in pro wrestling right now without talking about one of the things that i would say would be one of the light spots um for wwe and that would be what we've seen so far with dominic mysterio okay a lot of people have tried to shit on it, but I got to say, for a kid who's never been on the big stage, the kid's delivered, okay? His tag match that he had, Corey Freed, so you don't know because you obviously didn't watch it, but for those of you who didn't get to catch Raw, yeah, there was a triple threat tag match. It was Dominic Mysterio and Umberto Carrillo against uh, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, and then their third opponent was Andrade and uh, um, Angel Garza. Okay, so for starters, before we even get into this match, Chris, when is Buddy Murphy going to finally say, I had enough of you beating the shit out of me, bro, and tell Seth Rollins to kick rocks? Man, I, I, to, I don't know. It might be, it might, some, might something might happen this, um, on, at Clash of Champions or... I think before I think before because I don't know I think uh, if I'm not mistaken this uh, Survivor Series before I mean right after Clash of Champions I think Survivor uh, Series Survivor right Series will be in November so yeah so either I think it's either gonna be before Survivor Series or a little bit after so it's for sure leading up to it like they alluded to it this past week with um Alea um Mysterio. And um, Buddy Murphy, what they did, they did that last week and then this week, so they kind of alluded to that. So I, I'm, I'm, it's slowly burning, and I'm looking forward to that Seth Rollins and uh, Murphy match for sure. Because if I'm not mistaken, I remember Roman That's Reigns be a hell of a match, match, bro. I remember Roman Reigns and Murphy match on SmackDown for free TV. That was a pay per view match. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, so. I feel like I feel like shoot. You remember Dominic Dominic first match against Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Seth Rollins made Dominic look good. So I mean Murphy already delivers. So Seth Rollins and Murphy, they're gonna tear the house down. But I'm like, I'm liking how at, and at first I thought it was gonna, you know, I thought, you know, because you know Austin Theory back on NXT. So at first good. I thought it was and gonna I, be a little... before just to digress, for those of you who don't know, check out that link right there in the corner. Past guests to the show. But that being said, thank God they put Austin Theory back on. Yeah, I, I feel like that was a good move. But yes, I thought, I because, thought, dude, he didn't – I felt like he never fit with Seth. I feel like they just kind of yeah. threw it there just because. 
because like I feel like I feel like they had a good idea with the Messiah thing. They just wanted to have him like a whole bunch of followers or kind of a la how Bray Wyatt had his little followers. I kind of feel like they kind of wanted to have it like that, but in a different way. But it kind of didn't work out. So now like Seth Rollins is just a, pretty much a false prophet. So I think I thought I thought I thought it was gonna lead to Dominic turning on Ray and him joining Seth Rollins, but really, I just think, uh, yeah, I thought it, or at least that's what I kind of hoped for. But I'm just thinking, is this stuff a false prophet? He, you know, he gonna lose, or you know, he got his wins, he got his losses out the Mysterio feud. They both, they both look good. Both parties look good, and now it's gonna lead up to him and Murphy, which is gonna, which in the end, he probably gonna end up being the winner of the feud, but Murphy might win the war as in he going to get over in that feud between him and Seth Rollins. So I'm looking forward to it. And like you say, when is it going to happen? If it's not going to happen at Clash of Champions, it's going to happen, in my opinion, the weeks before Survivor Series or after. I, I mean, I, dude, like I got to say, when they came out, Corey, I know you might remember this one. Okay. So I don't know if you'll remember the storyline, but do you remember watching back in the day when they did the storyline between Ray versus Eddie and they were trying to say Eddie might be uh, Dominic's father? No, I do not. Okay, so basically back in 05, bro, there was a whole thing between Ray Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero said that he was the father of Ray Mysterio, but because of his drug problems, he wanted Ray to be the father so that Ray could be you know, a more stable father figure, right? And then he came back and they had a whole ladder match about it. Well, last night they started picking on that, which for me, I got to be honest with you, bro. Off rip, I was like, oh, shit. This is what we're going back to? Like, we're really going to rehash the whole thing from 05? Especially with the dead guy. I mean, that kind of makes it weird, right? Well, yeah. right. And, and and so here's the thing. And so I like that they tried to turn it and say, you know, what if Aaliyah was the one that wasn't his kid? But like, I don't know. I feel like if you were going to go that route, you should have just went the love triangle route and just that should have been it. Man, then, look, I was 12 when that, when the Eddie and Rey Mysterio thing happened. And I was just like, I didn't even like that back then. So, I mean, a lot of people probably that look was back dope, on it. Bro, the original one was dope. I don't think I, I wasn't that too fond of it back then when it first happened. I think a lot of people probably like it now for sure because 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 Eddie passed and we all love Eddie. So I think a lot of people love it more because of that. But I wasn't really that fond of it at 12 years old, to be honest, bro. When I first saw it, I'm like, what the heck? What the heck is they doing? Because like I already knew Dominic was an Eddie kid for sure. I, I'm just like, what the heck are they doing? So I wasn't that fond of it, to be honest. So, I'm so not how do you think Dominic's done in the ring, though? I, I, hey, I'm loving Dominic, like you said. I'm, 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 I'm upset that people kind of try to shit on him or everything, or just saying, no, oh, he taking opportunities away from other people. I mean, somebody new. It's somebody yeah. new, and then, like I said, everybody always, you know, it's somebody. Everybody always wants something new and want people new, and then when they give it to you, they got find some way to complain. Dominic doing good, in my opinion. I mean, he's still green, of course, but shoot, man, he's doing his, he's doing a hell of a job. He's like 19 years old. I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like he moved like the way he's moving because he he's like, I don't know, I guess because I'm so I guess I'm just comparing him to his father. But he in my opinion, he probably like six, two, six, three or something he's, like that. He's easy six, two, bro. So like the way he's moving too, well, it's just like, man, this is like the Corey, he's doing the full on like, six, one, nine, like Ray Mysterio at six, two. 
That's that's what I was gonna add. That that was my question. Was is he basically uh, busting a move like his dad used to? He does his own shit. Like he throws in a couple moves that are like Ray's. Like obviously, yeah. there's like some Hurricane Ron. Is, he, is he a high? Would you consider his style like a high, high flyer? flyer? Sure, yeah. but definitely, definitely more ground game in it though than Ray's yeah. though because he's bigger. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean he's a lot bigger. Yeah. So there's definitely that high flying element. But it's not like, like, yeah, they they save it for kind of, it's it's that money shot at the end. Right, right, right. Perfect way to put it. Use it only when you need to. Um, Like I said, I've thought they've done well with it. And I have to say, I'll give credit where it's due. Um, I think some of the things that they were hitting on with Seth, you know, sometimes went a little too far, but I, I, I mean, I feel like they've turned the Monday night Messiah thing into something that's, uh, you know, been done well. All right. Well, we talked our ears off about Raw. All right. Mm-hmm. We can't get off of that without talking about Raw Underground. Okay. You had Braun Strowman versus Dabakato. Okay. That's Corey. So you don't know, but Baba Tunde was what he used to be called. And we're talking a big Sasquatch son of a bitch. And when we're talking about Braun Strowman, we're talking about a big Sasquatch son of a bitch. So you got two big dudes just beating the hell out of each other, bro. And uh, yeah, they're basically what they're doing is it's supposed to be like a fight club type thing. That's why it's called Raw Underground. I think it kind of harkens back to past guests of the show. PCO, check that out in that right corner. He was part of the original concept for this with Brawl for All. And WWE figured out in a nutshell that it's not a good idea to put a bunch of tough guys in there in a real fight because the guys you think are going to win might not come out the winner. So Corey, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do a little research. I'll have I'll turn on Dark Side of the Ring the next time we're together because yeah, man, you gotta you gotta learn why people are uh comparing the two. Uh but what did you what have you thought about Raw Underground so far, Chris? I hate it, bro. Like I don't <laughs> like it that much that like I, I just I just turn my teeth like just turn the channel when it comes on. Like that's like my bathroom break. So, like, to be honest, I'm not that big on um, Raw Underground. I like the idea of it, and I'm, I'm kind of glad they're trying to be different, but that's, it's not my speed, to be honest. If that's I the case, you might, might as well have them do with some amateur or or amateur type of um, things. Like, you know how the YouTubers, like Jake Paul, do the little boxing stuff, boxing. They might as well do that type You're of thing. You're calling That's an amateur. Case. Floyd Mayweather might come out of retirement to fight one of the Paul brothers, bro. I wanted to bring that up on this episode. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk plenty about well, that. Well, no, while it's up real quick, let's get your quick, your, your initial thoughts on it. When you heard What do news. you think about Floyd coming out of retirement to fight against one of the YouTube guys, Chris? Uh, I mean, I would I wouldn't be surprised if Floyd did that because especially if it's especially if it got some big money in it. But other than that, Floyd, just just let it go, bro. <laughs> All right, Corey, what do you think? I I think it's I think it's a hell of a money grab, but yet I still want to see it. So I guess yeah. I'm the one pitching the money into it, or at least finding the <laughs> link, so I don't have yeah, to. The only way I see Floyd doing it if it's. Shoot, I can't even say a million bucks, man. It got a man. A million, bro. You better come up off of about ninety nine more of them, boys. <laughs> <laughs> man, this man, this is ridiculous, dude. 
but I think about how big of a following he's got. I mean, I was hearing numbers just off his merch line alone that he was pulling in a couple million in, in merch. So if you're talking oh. about that, I mean, people are going to pay to see a fight like that. I mean, yeah. sideshow like or not. Paul or like a Jake Paul or something like that. Um, like one of the Paul brothers and Floyd Mayweather, just like a little YouTube boxing thing. That That's going to get hella views. You got to have big money for sure. But if they actually agree to it, man, shoot. If I'm not mistaken, if, um, if we want to, since we talking about like celebrity boxing thing, I remember playing Mayweather and it was about to help Chris Brown. Like he was endorsing Chris Brown or Soulja Boy when they were about to box and that never fell through. But like, you know, yep. I'm not, I, I don't think Floyd is opposed to that kind of thing. Shoot, he was in the WWE. So I don't think he's opposed to that kind of stuff. No, so, he's yeah, a I'll be for it, but I just know if Floyd's going to accept it, it's going to be big money involved. What you what hey, you think? You know, Kyle? it cannot be. I mean, dude, anything Floyd does is going to be a huge money fight. At this point, I'm not mad at you for trying to get the money, man. But like in a way, like how do I say this to where it makes sense, right? In a way, like I get you're trying to get the money, but like. All I can think about is what if he comes out and does this shit and eventually one of these times these guys catches him, then what? And that's yeah, that's that's he walks away so. with the bag, bro. That's he walks away with all this money and you, I think all right, so hear me out here. I think this is the best case scenario for somebody like Floyd. Just because he doesn't want to be competitive, he doesn't want to hold belts, he doesn't want to be the real Floyd like he used to be. He wants to be a retired boxer that still gets paid pretty handsomely to go out there and fight some YouTubers and, you know, people like that because he knows the bag's still out there, but he he doesn't want to leave the money on the table because it's so easily available, but yet he doesn't want to be as deep in his boxing career as he once was. So I think this is kind of best-case scenario for him. I mean – realistically look it's interesting if nothing else right like if nothing else it gives you something to talk about in the fight game and something that i wouldn't have expected had you said was he gonna go fight one of the youtube kids i would have said hell no he won't go fight the youtube kids but now it's like well you know it is what it is so all right chris so we talked about raw we talked about floyd let's talk about the last little bit as it pertains to WWE Uh, NXT is really trying to have to rebrand themselves with Keith Lee coming up to the main roster. Now you got Karrion Cross, who I think was going to be their next guy getting hurt now. Uh, You know, they're really having to rebuild things. And obviously if, like we said, with the stuff with retribution, Dijak, Mia Yim, all those guys presumably are going to be on raw now, raw or SmackDown. So, you're losing another good chunk of your NXT roster. Mm-hmm. What do you think where we currently sit on the NXT AEW saga and the war between them? And who do you think is currently winning right now? Um, I, am I, I guess, I guess if, as much as I do not want to say it, I'm going to say AEW probably winning the war right now, just because like you said, NXT is trying to rebrand itself and like, I think NXT, in my opinion, I think the best thing that's going for NXT is their women's division. I think they have the best. 
Like I don't I'm not paying attention to like um like the stuff in Japan to be honest. So like I don't know regarding women's division if I'm not if stardom and um new like you know, so I don't know how how their the women's division is and everything or just they whole brand. So like just regarding America, I think NXT women's division has the best women's division in wrestling, in my opinion. And I- and so AEW has I, the worst women's division, but I think I think um, NXT is trying to focus on one thing. I think they need to focus on is rebuilding their tag division as well, which I kind of think they what they kind of hit it on last week. I mean, where this past yeah with um Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. I don't know. I think they're gonna probably try to make Bobby Fishing, uh, Roderick Strong the uh the main tag go to tag team with aid um with undisputed era. Yeah, and um. It's just like it's just like it's just NXT is just so going you really through that think little Riley's going to be out of UE. I, I don't think so. I, I I'm hoping not. I just know I, I think his single run Fish is coming. Because, team. Don't get it like twisted. the like the last few weeks. Even like the last few weeks, he's been alluding to it. But this COVID thing has kind of messed up NXT a lot because Ben Ballard actually was going to be fighting Walter. Like he was about to be fielding Walter before the COVID thing hit hit. He's going to be fueling with Walter, and then if I'm not mistaken. NXT UK is about to start back up within the next couple of weeks and everything too. No, they started this past week. Okay, okay, I didn't. Okay, so yeah, they got. Yeah, the they're running out they, of. They uh, uh, they're running out of the BT Sport uh, TV studio right now. Okay, yeah, they're, they're, uh, yeah but they, yeah, dude. I mean, for the new title. I think NXT is in more of a rebuilding. I think yeah. AEW has been doing okay, but I would say. AEW is getting to a point where they're realizing they got to know where to draw the line because we watched all out. Um, Matt Seidel has done the shooting star press a million times, but Oh my God, did that look bad? I thought this man broke his neck like Owen Hart. I really did. Matt Hardy bust his head open. And then then they're trying to say he didn't get a concussion. But dude exactly. got up. Oh, and check out those new shirts. We told you they are in knockouts and three counts. Get you a shirt. Shoot that DM. Anyway, dude was trying to do it and walking around like one of these and shit. Talking about, oh, I don't got a concussion. <laughs> you know what I mean? When the doctor runs oh. out and grabs you like this and says, no, it's done. Dog, you got a concussion. Man, like I appreciate the fighting them, but come on, Matt. Like, too come old. on, now. like old, I guess man. y'all trying to get AW over and everything, but like, come on, bro. Like, you you, you hurt, bro. You hurt, man. You I'm with draw you. A line. Like you, like if I'm not mistaken, shoot. If you're not in your early 40s, you 35 plus, bro. Like, come on, now, man. Well, what do you? Okay, so what do you think about uh? What do you think about the uh, um? The proposed six man. So now tomorrow night we're supposed to get the six man. It's supposed to be Darby Allen, John Moxley, and Will Hobbs versus the team of Team Taz with Brian Cage. Who? Wait a minute. There's an interview with that guy right there in that top right link. Link. Check out. Check him out. Check out the link. Anyway, we just interviewed Brian Cage thanks to the fine people at Warrior Wrestling, and he will be teaming up with Absolute Ricky Starks. As who is their their third is gonna be who? Um, who? Um, if I'm Lance Hoyt, Lance, it's Lance Archer, I mean, right? Archer, it's Lance Archer, yeah. it's Lance Archer <laughs> and Team Taz versus John Moxley, Darby Allen, and Will Hobbs. Okay, first of all, 
if you think that that team with Lance Archer isn't gonna like implode, yeah, because they kind of had their little thing already, especially during, if I'm not mistaken, because I, I mean, I remember when I came to your house, I was like a little bit after the battle royal, but if I'm not mistaken, Lance Archer and Cage had their little clash in the battle royal, so they I'm, did. I'm sure they're gonna implode, but. I feel like it's a good filler little I feel like it's some good filler leading up to Lance Archer and John Moxley. Um but I know they, they even kind of hinted at it already because like when they brought out uh Team Taz, you can see it in Lance Hoyt's Lance Archer's face, bro. He's like turning around like I'm and that's why he said what he did. He goes, It doesn't matter, you know, we might be teammates now, but okay, Brian Cage gets a title shot, he's gonna die like the rest. So you know that they're not gonna be it's only a matter of time. Who do you think is going to win that match? I feel like they're going to have um, Moxley and, and company win, and I feel like it's going to get well. I think they're going to try to get Will Hobbs a little nice rub during the match as well. So, um, but, okay, yeah, regarding, regarding AEW, I wanted to say one of my favorite things, side note, one of my favorite things going on in AEW, because, like I say, I told you, Personally, I'm kind of highly critical, even though I love it. I'm highly critical of it. But one of my favorite things at AEW is the Dark Order. I like I like the Dark Order, what they're doing. Um, at first, I didn't like it, but it started out with Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. I'm like, what the heck going on? But as they build during the months and weeks and everything, I'm liking it. They introduced Broly Lee and everything. So I just want to I want to know what's next, and especially with this Coca Banner thing, like we talked about at um, All I Don't Know. Hey, Coca Banner, check out the link right there. Check out the interview. <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to lead up to Colt fighting Bro, um, Brody Lee for the title or Colt joining, but that's one of my favorite things going on. And then, like I said, I think um, MJF is going to be the next champion. And then MJF is a champion. stud. Like, yeah, Corey, another, you said one you like characters. Like, another Hold one of my one favorites. Second. Hold on one second. So, Corey, yeah. you said you like characters. Yeah. Please go look at this guy. The fact that he hasn't gotten the hell beat out of him at a show yet, mind blows me. <laughs> but that being said, another guy that we have an interview with right there in the link. Like I said, make sure you hit that subscribe button because we've got all the interviews with the homies from AEW, including, like I said, Brian Cage. But I digress. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's interesting. AEW has got a lot of things going on. Uh, what did you think of the, uh, the parking lot brawl match, Chris? Man, it was straight, but I don't understand how it got, well, like Dave Metzler or, you know. Oh my God. Let's talk I about how, that. I don't know how he gave you... that match a five-star match, especially. So that means. That match was better than like Undertaker. And Hold Shawn on, Michael I'll tell you. I got a list of the matches that he said that this was better than. Okay, so Corey, Dave Meltzer is notoriously known as like the number one dirt sheet writer for wrestling. He has been for years. Like he's universally hated by a lot of guys in the locker room, but a lot of guys will leak shit to that guy, right? So right. he's got this star system, right? He's got a star rating on how he judges matches. Now, I will preface this by saying I enjoyed that match. I thought it was a good match. It was a blow-off match. So I understood why you did a parking lot brawl. And the fact that they brought Trent's mom out in the minivan made it even better. So, yeah, they literally brought this dude's mom out in part of the shit. 
So it was interesting. But, I mean, the match was hard-hitting, dude. I mean, there's blood on TV, which you don't see a ton. I mean, AEW's obviously been doing that more lately. I thought it was a good match. But they said, Corey, now listen to the names I'm about to tell you. So this guy said that this match is a better match than Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25, which is widely considered the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. That's number one. What other matches do we got, Chris? Which other ones stood out to you that he said were better? Man, it's just so many. Shoot, I could just go off the top of my head, like just off the top of my head, like uh, Johnny Gargano and um, Andrade at um, Takeover, like um, like uh, Adam Cole and Ricochet. Like, shoot, I say even um, I say even if I'm not mistaken, I say the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Adam Page is better than that. So. Yeah, parking lot, just, just, just for him to like, just, just I, for him. I like, thought it was wild too. I just, I wanted, to, I wanted to get your thoughts on that before we got off AEW. Like, so, I just don't understand it. Before I we switch over it. into the MMA things, I know before we got on the air, there was one more thing that you that really was sticking up out to you with the wrestling game. Before we get into that, you mentioned who you think has the greatest tag team division in pro wrestling right now. So mm-hmm. for me, I would say tag team wise, you may be right. If we're talking about the greatest women's division, though, it has to be Impact Wrestling. Shit, man, I kind of forgot to about be Impact. Impact Wrestling. I had because I you want to talk about, about you want to talk about a division I that has legitimately Impact, good women's wrestlers. Got me on that one. You've got. Storylines that are actually made to mean something. They're not just looked at as women's matches. Like, Corey, they just did a 30-minute Iron Woman match for the women's title. So that shows you the the the, the light that they're giving on their women's division. Okay? You're Hogan, Jordan Grace. I mean, they've literally got a group of killers. I mean, Jordan Grace just passed, uh, just faced past guests of the show, Miranda Gordy. Um, I mean, like I said, these guys are tangling it up. And the cool thing with Impact is they have the freedom to be able to wrestle other places too. So they're getting different looks from all over other places. Um, I don't know how much you've seen of Impact lately, Chris, but I would say Impact is really starting to put their name in there with the best wrestling that's out right now. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I kind of, like I said, I forgot I forgot all about, like you did say um... – Impact. I I I can't I can't even lie. Say I did did I did I did kind of forget about Impact. So I can't like now that I'm thinking about it, I can't put Impact up there like like one or two. Impact they gotta be up it. there, even if you say they're not number one. Like they on the women's end, TNA mm-hmm. even has always kind of had a good win. Yeah, man, I, and look, I said that when I was saying that when I was younger, like middle school. Like eighth, ninth, all right, Corey. Wait a minute. Here's where I can tag you back in. You did used to watch TNA with me because I remember I we found it on Fox Sports Detroit when we were at your house. They were the ones that were in the old six sided ring on Fox Sports Detroit, bro. (laughs) I remember watching it at your house, bro. But I remember when I first seen it, I seen it like on Spike TV. That's why I love AJ Styles so much. That's why I marked out when I seen him debut at the Royal Rumble because of TNA. So, man, I would tell I was a TNA mark for sure. 
like I said, man, if you guys aren't checking it out, Impact is a great alternative. And shout out to Ring of Honor as well. We had PCO on the show. We've had Shane Taylor on the show. But they're uh, kicking off their peer, uh, ROH Peer Tournament. You remember the Peer Championship, Chris? So the Peer Championship, you know, you've had guys like CM Punk and uh, Homicide and Seth Rollins and a lot of guys who have fought for that belt. Essentially what the pure title is, Corey, for Ring of Honor is the pure title is it's basically all based on technical wrestling. So in a normal wrestling match, you can grab the ropes, right? And it's a rope break. In these matches, you only have three rope breaks. If you use all three of those rope breaks, even if a guy gets you in a submission and you're under the ropes, it's still fair game because you've used your your rope breaks. Another rule in this match, because it's based on just technical wrestling, you're only allowed one closed fist shot. So you can only punch the guy one time in the match. So you get one freebie. If you punch him again, the ref can disqualify you. You still have the 20 count out on the outside, but there's a lot of different rules. I like it. It, it makes uh, it makes for an interesting match. And as a fan of the technical wrestling style, man, I mean, I, I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Like I said, Corey, I think that'd be something that's up your alley. And the le- and before the last thing I want to talk about before we get to SmackDown, it's been announced along with past guest of the show, Nolan Edwards, who will be doing his thing on the GCW Collective shows. Past guest of the show, the American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow, will be making her appearance back on Josh Barnett's blood sport that is going to be going down on Fight TV. Corey, I've told you about these before. I'm really looking forward to to Josh Barnett's blood sport. Somebody's going to get muffed up. I'm really looking forward to this UFC pay-per-view. You boys oh, are ra- I am too. I am too. this wrestling, but you, you're forgetting what you. we got, got going you. on this weekend, boys. I got you. I got you. But like I said, before we get out of here, man, shout out to Lindsey Snow. Do your thing in there along with Josh Barnett and Detroit's own pinkies up, bitches. Allison K, the AK, is coming for blood sport i will be looking forward to that chris i don't know if you've checked them out at all but hey i've been a big fan of it um if i'm not mistaken john moxie was supposed to be on it or something like that yeah i don't know if he's still on it but all right chris i'll give you the floor the last thing i want you to talk about as far as the wrestling end you brought up we were talking about beforehand uh the sasha bailey thing man who knows yeah um where do you okay. think we go from here? Because Sasha just got beat down again. Okay. Um, um, one thing, okay, before I get to the Sasha Bay thing, one thing I want to say about AW. Another one of my favorites, I just want to say shout out to my guy, Sammy Guevara. That's one of my, every you know his little stuff. Another I'm interview. A huge, I'm a huge mark of Sammy, so I like Sammy a lot. But regardless, hey, I Sasha like Sammy Bayley, too. Regarding Sasha and Bailey, in my opinion, like I said, I feel like they've been carrying WWE since the whole COVID pandemic. Them, like at least those two, they had to be up there with Randy Orton for sure. But Sasha and Bailey, they've been on Raw, SmackDown, they've been on NXT, been carrying it. And I think, what are you about to ask, Kyle? Well, what I was going to say is with that in the Roman thing with Paul Heyman, would you say SmackDown, like, would you say SmackDown's been a good show lately or are you still having a hard time watching it? It, it, man, it's been. I've been. No, I have a hard time. I've, even even um, before Roman came back, I still been watching SmackDown. Like I, I still haven't found a hard time to watch. Like SmackDown wasn't okay, hard so to watch. Okay, SmackDown's flowing for you. 
Yeah, so yeah, no matter what, because it's always something. It's always something there, like, like whether it was the Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman stuff, the um Sasha and Bailey. It was always something there for me. Big E, Kofi, Cesaro, what Nakamura. You- it's always been there. I've always been a SmackDown mark. So yeah, but I, SmackDown's been good, man. Between that and the triple threat that we've got going with AJ versus Jeff Hardy yeah, versus uh, is Kyle. SmackDown probably has the best WWE match of like the best match in WWE this year in Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles on SmackDown. Yeah, you win. Kind of I, titles, I got no bro. argument. Yeah, so SmackDown been hitting for me, bro. It's just raw. That's just yeah. I'm still. I still want to see what's going to happen with the Fiend. All right, we don't got time to dive into it, but yeah, the fiend is definitely something that we're got, gonna have got, to jump into. He got, he got here. so many different storylines he can go through with the Roman, Alexa Bliss. So it, he don't even need a title, bro. He can he can do whatever. The fiend is good for sure, as opposed to his old gimmick as Bray Wyatt. Fiend good, but regarding Sasha and Bailey, they've been carrying WWE. I think this going this gonna be a long running feud and probably gonna last until WrestleMania. Probably even last until probably the Royal Rumble. But I think Sasha's gonna come out. As the victor, and then after that, Sasha's going to carry the women's division as regarding the SmackDown side, and then this one she's going to finally have a first successful title defense because ever since she hit the main roster, every time she won a title, she never successfully defended it. But I feel like after she beats Bailey for the title, which I think she will, she will have successful and multiple title defenses. All right, we're talking title defenses. All right, we're talking title defenses. We got a pretty big fucking title defense this weekend, don't we, Corey? You've got Israel Adesanya and Paulo Costa. Now, first of all, what have you thought about all this stuff about, you know, with the buildup? Do you think that Costa's really going to be able to, like, fuck Izzy up the way he's talking? Or do you think he's just talking to sell that fight and you think it'll be another run-through for Izzy? Well... Okay, and I really hate to say this because he's truly one of my favorite fighters, and if he didn't charge $20 to ship a shirt from Australia, I would have already bought one. Um, The only person I think he really dominated since he's won the belt is uh, Whitaker. I think uh, his last couple fights, not I think Gaslam was a very tough fight for him. I think Yoel surprised the hell out of him, and I think Costa might surprise him even more um it's gonna be an interesting fight i definitely don't think it's just uh just some jaws flapping i think uh paulo definitely wants to get his hands on izzy and i think that's definitely um his only way to victory is kind of trap him up against the fence maybe land a couple of those hard body shots that he uh put uriah hall down with but chris what do you think about this fight man i know you were checking him out um, I think I got style being a winner, but um, I like because like I ain't gonna lie, this is kind of like a little funny little thing. Um, it's a little funny little thing. My um, my family, well, my little dad, my um, my dad, my uncles, my little me, dad, not my big dad, but my little dad. <laughs> no, but it's just a little joke. My my dad, and my uncles, they call me Mister Bitches. So I kind of, I, 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 even though I got style <laughs> being a winner, bitches, huh? <laughs> I, even though I got style <laughs> being a winner, I like, I, I kind of want to root for uh, Costa because you know he go by the king of the bitches and everything. Speaking <laughs> of, of him, I um actually just saw some highlights of him and um yo uh, Romero, him uh, the Costa and Romero fighting. Even though Costa won, I it was kind of like a, in my opinion, it was kind of like you know. 
people were saying that Romero got robbed and like you know I, I ain't watched the whole fight but I was watching highlights of that yesterday actually so like you know you, you like um Cody I mean not Cody Corey brought up Romero and I feel like you know like they said he kind of kind of um you know they kind of kind of got robbed that fight he fought like you said he fought both of them and actually he had debatable fights with both of them I'm not mistaken so I feel like um like I said I got style better winning even though they both undefeated I got style better winning and I feel like it's gonna be a good fight and I'm looking forward to it I'm I'm probably gonna either I'm gonna be at work I'm gonna be at Kyle's place or I'm probably gonna be at uncle play I'm just looking forward to it and shoot man I'm just looking forward to it. I know one thing I had wrote down. One thing I wrote down regarding UFC. Covington just needs his jaw broken again. I don't care if it's tomorrow <laughs> do it or Street Jesus do it. Just I hope one of them do it, man. All right. So let's talk about that, Corey. What are your honest thoughts on Colby Covington at this point? See, just like I was saying with the wrestling, I enjoy characters. I, I enjoy but I do you don't think enjoy I don't far, enjoy though? him calling people that stand up for their thoughts domestic terrorists and shit like that. I don't agree with a lot of the shit he says, but the the fact that he gets people he gets people watching whether they like him or hate him. And I think that's uh it's it's sports entertainment, you know. Mm-hmm. You you gotta yeah, also right. entertain whether it be positive or negative. I mm-hmm. eyeballs are eyeballs and uh that's what drives the money flow. So I totally, I totally respect what you're saying. I understand you got to build a fight. I just feel like some of the things that Colby Covington says, like, let's just put it out there. I'm not even black. And what he said about the terrorist thing about Tyron Woodley, I wanted to smoke. I wanted to punch that guy in the face, but like you said, but you can't because neither could Tyron and, in five and almost a five round fight. So, you know, it's like he makes you want to punch him in the face so bad, but then you yeah, can't. That was, yeah, that's like the Floyd Mayweather thing. Like they just people, even the haters, they tune in just to see him. Like the haters tune in to see him lose yeah. and the fans tune in to see him win. So like, like, like Corey said, like, I understand the whole little thing where he's going with it. He's getting people riled up, but. But like I'll go back to Kyle saying he could go on a little bit too far in my opinion. But oh, hey, man, we like you, you got you 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 entitled to your opinion, what you say, and we are entitled to how we feel. We might, you know, uh, he he can feel how he feel. I just don't like how we go about it. But at the end of the day, it's his character and that's his little gimmick. And he got he either he gonna pay for it by getting his jaw broken, a la Kamaru Usman, or he's gonna. You know, go go. You know, say what he said he gonna do. I like right. Tyron Woodley. What he just did this past weekend. So, so another thing that we gotta talk about since you're talking about gimmicks, okay? So since both of you guys will be able to chime in on this, Corey, since you you were quiet for a lot of the wrestling stuff, I'll go to you first. There's been a lot of talk about a certain wrestling guy who now is a free agent. Brock Lesnar, now there's been a lot of talk about him going to Bellator. When Tony Khan from AEW was asked, have you talked to Brock Lesnar? He was very quick to say, I can't comment at this time. We also know that Jake Hager, who 
formerly is known as Jack Swagger in the WWE, is also fighting for Bellator while wrestling for AEW. So, where does Mr. Lesnar end up next, Corey? Um, I mean, if you're going to fight again as a – how old is he, 44, 43? He's in like his that. 40s. I don't know his actual age, but – Well, either way, if he's going to return to the cage – I guess Bellator is the only place in the United States that you can get a good amount of eyeballs and be on all that juice. So if I was, uh, if I was him, I guess that's a good way to get the bag. Um, I don't know what I'm sure WWE wanted to keep him around at least in some regard. So I'm sure there's competitive contracts. On I was going to say, don't think that as soon as there's actually some real talk about him signing a contract with somebody, if you think that Vince McMahon won't back up the fucking money truck. I mean, I don't know if you realize Corey, but this guy got them for 13 million, 13 million between the UFC and wrestling and was on TV. How many times was he on TV in 2019, Chris? How many shows do you do? <laughs> it was so many, like, like how many times was he on TV? Just to give Corey an idea, how many well. appearances this guy had like, for 13 like million? SummerSlam, probably like SummerSlam, WrestleMania, um, um the Saudi Arabia stuff. Like it's probably like it's like it's kind of a handful, probably even less than 10, to be honest. Look, if you got to 20, you're really doing something. And this guy got him for 12 million dollars. 12 million and he only fought once last year once one time and he got popped for steroids what this guy is killing the game on the money end but here's the question if he comes back do you guys really want to see him fight only person i want to see him fight is john jones other than that or daniel cormier other than that i'm not interested in seeing brock lesnar fight at all all right Corey, do you want to see him fight i See, I'm of the complete opposite opinion. I don't see any chance that it gets back into the UFC, so those names aren't going to happen in my eyes. But somebody I could see him fighting and what the kind of rumors have been around Bellator because they have him signed as Fedor. I guess that I, so would be I heard that fight, right? I heard that fight, and in a way, I, I guess that. it makes sense because they're both older. But, like, mm-hmm. see, that's the problem with Bellator. And, Corey, this is something that we've talked about a lot. Like. Bellator gets good names, but they always get guys towards the tail end of their career. Even if they do good when they first get in Bellator, like look at Roy, uh, Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson had a lengthy career, even though it wasn't as early as maybe it should have been in the UFC comes over to Bellator, knocks a few guys out because he's way higher caliber. But then it's kind of like, now you're kind of like hitting that Peter thing. So I feel like even if you bring Brock Lesnar in, you can't really expect to get more than a few big marquee no, fights. They would get a couple cool matches out of him, but I don't see the looking back at what Bellator did for their heavyweight tournament, because those were their top stars, and a couple of those guys have even retired since. Who would who out of them would you want to see him fight? Chael's retired. That would be the only other interesting I, match. I mean, I honestly, fight. dude, the only fight that comes off the top of my head that makes sense that I'd like to see happen. Okay, obviously John Jones is the 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 obvious one. But if I can't get that 
fucking have him fight Nganu. Yeah, right. Yet again, he's not getting in the UFC. He's not going to go okay, through that. Okay, fine. If we're going Bellator, go who the fuck six. else is there for him to fight other than Fedor? That's what I'm saying. That's that's a, my point exactly. Maybe Ryan Bader, maybe. But one fight I really want to talk about that makes no damn sense because I know we're running short on time. Michael Chandler making his move to the UFC, finally moving up to the three the three-letter acronym that everybody considers the best in MMA. Your thoughts on the fact that they not only brought him in, but then immediately have him as a backup for in case anything happens to Khabib and Gaethje. I think it's that's overdue for him to come to the UFC. Uh, I've been a big fan of Michael Chandler for a while, and people can say, oh, he hasn't faced the competition because he hasn't been in the UFC. Michael Chandler has fought Eddie Alvarez multiple times. Beat him, too. He's fought Pitbull. He's fought... Uh, who else has he fought? He had uh, Pitbull, Ben Henderson. Uh, um, God, I'm drawing got, blank. We're, we're, we're running short on time. So Anyways, the guys fought everybody there is in Bellator. You can't hate on a guy for taking the money when how many guys we've seen leave UFC to go Bellator to make money. So, I mean, well, if he was making more money. That kind of jumps back into right what, what I was saying in his last fight when we, me and you were sitting back watching uh, him versus Benson. Um, what is what was left for him in Bellator? Even if they right, wanted and that's to why I'm saying like now is a good time for him to go. I just I think it's very interesting that they brought in somebody that wasn't even hasn't even had a single fight in the promotion and they're already willing to give him such a position. I don't think. Even with everything that he's gotten accolades, and I completely agree he should be top five fight immediately, top five and a title fight backup are two completely different things. I think even with somebody of his caliber, I think you need at least two wins in a division as stacked as 155 is. I can can respect that. I can respect that. But I don't have a problem with them putting him up at the top because he's a top echelon guy. But as you said, man, we're getting towards the end of this. We're going to do our pick video, which you guys need to be paying attention to for UFC 253. But the last thing I want your opinion on, Corey, is do you think Cowboy Cowboy retiring, you think it's time? Do you think it's not? I do not think it's time. I think he looked okay towards the end of the fight more than okay i think he looked pretty damn good towards the end of the fight especially for dealing with the eye pokes and stuff that he did um i i want to get your opinion on this but i think we should come back to the picks video because i make want your sure you check out that. the picks video you'll get my whole thoughts on that and until next time I want, think- quick thoughts. I want your quick thoughts not to interrupt your outro but i want everybody's quick thoughts on the fact that does anybody even realize that the 205 belt's going on this weekend as well? Dude, like, I feel like nobody is talking about this fight at all. It's going to be a great fight, but I feel like Dominic Reyes still isn't getting his shine. I feel like he won't get his shine until he wins the title. I think the same thing's going to happen with Jan Bakovic. I feel like this, this fight is going to be the thing that's going to give either one of those guys their first real shot at some stardom because once they have the title – you're not going to have a choice. But I feel like that's why this fight isn't getting a lot of noise. 
It's going to be a great fight. Make sure you check out the video for our UFC 253 picks. Thank you guys so much for watching. And let us know in the comments. Do you guys like seeing us go back old school and just shoot the shit about the fights and the wrestling? Let us know in the comments. Let us know what you like. And let us know if you like seeing this guy on the show. Chris James, thank you for joining us, brother man. Thank you for having uh, me. Hey, man, hopefully we'll be seeing more of you. He'll be on with us for our picks for Clash of Champions this weekend. And until next time and in the in-between time, peace.